Luke chapter 6, verse 36 says, be merciful just as your Father is merciful. I asked folks last night, and I'll ask it again, are there prayers that you are afraid to pray? I have found for myself that my perception of God has a lot to do with what I'm willing to pray. If my... (laughs) I'll share a little bit about myself in a sense. I'm not proud of these things, but this is who I am. Um, if my family wants me to go to one store in town, there's one that I will go with them without really any argument. It's not Gander Mountain. It's not Lowe's. It's Vinny's. It's a ridiculous little store, (laughs) but I regularly find treasures that other people have dumped. Yeah. Well, it it has to do more with a a mindset. Um, My my oldest son uh, has a story that he remembers, not with fondness, but we had made an agreement one summer that I would buy him a baseball glove if he mowed the lawn. It was postage stamp size lawn. He's a young lad, and and uh, you know I wouldn't just give him the glove. He would earn it. Well, at the end of summer, I found a I don't know if it was a Rawlings or a Wilson, but I found a high quality glove in a second hand store, and I bought it for him. That was not the same as getting a new glove. And, uh, you know, he, he will still tell the story, but not with happiness. <laughs> so when I was, have been brought up on um, limited supply and lived that way, oftentimes when I go to pray, it has more to do with functionality, um, adequacy, um, you know, the terms associated that with that rather than abundance or excellence, uh, you know, and I think that these are very important issues to deal with when, when addressing our Lord. And if, if you're going to learn mercy, you're going to have to understand that He is merciful. It's just like um, when we sin... There's often a question that comes up, would he be willing to forgive me of this? And it has to do partially with our understanding of people and their mercy in similar situations. So it's, it's as if, you know, we finally come to this conclusion, okay, he forgives me, but now we're growing in Christ in this proactive thing of, What do we want to accomplish in him? Often our prayers get tempered by, would he really want to do that? I confess to you that, you know, when I've been praying about buildings for this group, often it has to do with what can we afford rather than what would he do for us and what would he desire to accomplish. And very rarely do I think in terms of extravagance or abundance. 
way beyond what we would dream for ourselves. So, you know, again, going back to this idea, it's the declarations made, God is not asking us to do anything that he is unwilling to do himself. He is not asking anything outside of his character that he wants to be a part of our character. And so when he calls us to mercy, it is with the caveat that he is merciful. The last few weeks, we've been walking through parables, and when we looked at the Good Samaritan, the question was asked, oh, who is the good neighbor? You know, two religious leaders had passed by, a Samaritan stopped and helped the man in need, and he says, the answer is the one who had pity or mercy on him. That was the neighbor. So the answer was (laughs) the merciful one. And the, 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 the idea is love your neighbor as yourself. Okay. Then we were looking at the parable of the talents two weeks in a row. And the question is, why was that brought to us? Except that he wants us to address things like, you have two servants responding and investing in themselves. You have a third one who says, my master is harsh and uncaring and takes from those that, uh, that don't have the power to stop him. And so why would I invest into that? And again, I think the, the key of that is, how do we perceive God? Am I really going to invest in his kingdom if I don't believe that he is gracious toward me? And so it, it affects my prayers of, am I going to pray to a God that is harsh and uncaring and really pray prayers of faith that would ask for abundance. It's kind of like when we start praying for people to get healed. We're going to, well, start me out with someone with sniffles. You know, and if I get success there, we'll go for the broken leg. Why? Because, you know, God just, works incrementally, right? Except that that's not true. Um, Adam Clark, a commentator from about 100 years ago, wrote regarding mercy. He says um, there are two things required, a distressed object and then a disposition of the heart which is affected by the object. And part of the word that study that he does says that mercy is like one of those, it's a, like a woman in travail, you know, weeping, say, over a lost child, and stepping into that with the same kind of feeling and empathy in regard to that. And so he's declaring God is merciful. He, he feels what we're feeling and wants to respond to it. Um, this week, I was for Saturday night, I, I walked through the wedding of Kena, and I want to go back and visit some of the things I found in that for just a minute or two. When Jesus goes to the wedding with his apostles, They'd been invited, apparently, and, and uh, 
you know, the, the group runs out of wine. And so his mother comes to him and says they're out of wine. And that suggests to me that she anticipates more than a good sermon. You know, Jesus standing up and saying, I'm the bread of life. Uh, she figures he can do something about the wine. And, and you know, we, we don't know of miracles earlier, but I'm assuming that she understands he is fully capable of doing something beyond the ordinary. So there must have been some other things going on in his early life that we're not aware of. But even in that, he says, my time hasn't come. In other words, he's saying, this is not really on the schedule for what my life call is. This isn't really connected to the destiny that's sitting in front of me. This has little to do with the cross. This has little to do with uh, coming back and setting all things in order governmentally. This, this really is not on track with what you know, is, is happening. And yet she expressed to the servants, do what he tells you to do. And in her heart, there's an awareness. I presented the need, and I know that he's merciful. That's my assumption, that she says, <laughs> yeah, he, he thinks he can talk me out of this, but I know who he is. I know what his heart is. He's not going to leave this alone. Now, I'll, I'll remind you that in that story, there is no true need for more wine. Right? I mean, it's a point of embarrassment, but it, is it going to affect things all that much? A few years ago, I did a wedding where the groom and I never got called out, and uh, the bride came marching down the aisle without the groom to see her. I wish I could replay that, but the marriage is going on fine in spite <laughs> of the goof. Um, you know, things happen that way. And so we would say this isn't an essential, but it's still, it's an issue. So what does Jesus do? He makes just enough to get by, right? No, there's six water jugs standing nearby, and they say they're 20 to 30 gallons. Now, the big garbage cans are 30 gallons, right? The big cans, not... Not the little ones in the kitchen, but the, the big outside cans run 30 gallons. So we're talking six jugs of 30 gallons. Some shade jugs. <laughs> Containers. Huge. If you take the high end of that, 180 gallons of wine is made. That's probably enough for just about any wedding, I'm thinking. <laughs> Right? I mean, break it down into quarts, 720 quarts. Who's going to drink a quart at a wedding and <laughs> without getting hollered at? Uh, and then it's the very best because the, the master's ceremony said, you save the very best to last. This is not about functionality or adequacy or just enough. 
I use terms like sufficient or just what's essential, on sale, cheap, you know. <laughs> but rather, he's more about abundance and excellence and extravagance. I've always puzzled. He fed the 5,000 and what? There's leftovers. Why would he create leftovers? I mean, no microwave. Uh, but I mean, just, it's about who he is. Who was, who was the person that really received his praise in regard to a gift? Wasn't it Mary who took a year's worth of perfume, pours it over his feet to anoint his body? And everybody else is really hacked off. Year's wages. Broken out here. And God's going, that's pretty consistent with who I am. This is the way I, I treat people. And so when we, when we take this and we're being asked to be merciful, we have to understand that we serve a merciful God. And if we're going to pray prayers that are appropriate to pray, we have to have that same mindset that doesn't say he's harsh and uncaring and uninvolved or all that maybe we've grown up with. Stingy, tight, has just enough. We have to understand he isn't limited by such things, nor is his temperament bent by such things, but rather he functions in the arena of extravagance. I'm going to read on just... Don't judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. So he, he, he gives a number of things and said, this is, this is the way it goes. I've had an experience recently. I regularly fall back on the Lord's Prayer when I'm not sure what to pray, and I use that as an outline for myself. I've been doing that for years and years. I got to... I got a new insight recently. I've been praying, uh, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And at that point, I'm quick to name my sins. I won't tell you how long that takes, but it, you know, I've been very, very comfortable walking through them but never have named names as we forget those who trespass against us. And the question was, why not? Why not name names? Say, I release this person. I release this, this event. I re you know, if I'm willing to name my sins, why shouldn't I name the sins of others and say, gone. I'm not taking this anymore and holding it and clutching it, but rather releasing. It says, given it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, 
and running over, it will be poured into your lap. For the measure you use, it will be measured to you. You know the craziest part of this? I've had some big gifts from the Lord over the years. 1978, I was given a 1976 Camaro. That's before most of you were born. There were two kind of medium-range hot cars, Trans Ams and Camaros. The Camaro was the better of the two. I was given one only two years old. When, when my back wore out and I had to quit concrete and, and I only had a half time from the church that we were a part of, um, I had what? We had four kids at that time, or yeah, five in our family, kids. We had people living with us. It's not that, like I lost track of a kid. But, uh, <laughs> but had an anonymous gift of $10,000. And so what right do I have to go and say, God, please, you know, in your stingy self, grant my request. That's not who he is. When I was praying for a wife, I got good measure, pressed down, and shaken. <laughs> I'm not going any further with that. <laughs> it's just fun getting in trouble. Uh, more fun repenting. Uh, God granted my requests. What? We need to understand who He is and to embrace that so that our prayers are appropriate in that setting. When He calls us and says, the fields are white under harvest. Pray that the Lord of the harvest send workers into the harvest field. God, please twist the arm of someone to, to, to share your gospel. Or God, send thousands properly trained, loving you. There's a, there's a vast difference if, if we think of him as being gracious and merciful. There are many prayers that, that, in a sense, we are told to pray. You know, if we're, we're told, if, if you have questions, ask, seek, and knock. It'll, it, you're, it's going to happen. And, and we go to pray for our family, and we're, oh God, if, if possible, that's probably one phrase we should throw out. If possible, please bring something that would help, help convince them of your reality. That's really not consistent with who he is. Blow him away, God. <laughs> Make it so clear that there's nothing else that they have to be confronted with this. You can walk through numerous things that way. And recognize that 
how we've lived and how we've been brought up often tempers or colors or bends our prayers in ways that shouldn't be. But let's go back and recognize when he calls us to mercy and he calls us to see others and be gracious and generous and caring, that he is that way as well. Thank you, Lord. Worship team.